0: Welcome to Cultivate with Chelsea, the podcast that supports perinatal women and navigating life postpartum. I'm your host and new mama friend, Chelsea Barbine, here to talk about all the things they don't tell you to expect after you're expecting. All right, mama, your time is more valuable than ever now, so let's dive in. It's time to cultivate. Right before Frankie's first birthday, I joined the Local Moms Facebook group. And I gotta tell you, it is... (laughs) It is so not a place that I thought I would be. Um, And by no means is that me saying that, like, it's a bad thing. Um, But I just, like, social media is just not my jam. Um, I have such a love-hate relationship with it. And because of that, I really... I really try to be as mindful as I can be with my interaction and my presence on there. Um, I do love the sense of connection that it does provide. It helps us to seemingly um, keep in touch or stay up to date with life events for loved ones and especially those who we don't get to see as often because of either distance or point blankly, just bandwidth of like being able to like keep in touch and do all the things. Um, Because <laughs> it's like actually impossible to do that with every single person that we would want to, let's be real. But there's also this flip side of it where like it can be very, um oh, I don't know. The only word that's coming to mind is like controlling. Like I can get sucked into the scroll. And before I know it, it's like 15, 20 minutes have gone by and I'm like, what just like where where did that time just go like what was I just doing like I I don't need these like DIY play jungle gym ideas like what like oh my god Colin would kill me (laughs) no um and for that reason again I just I like laugh in realizing that I am part of a group that is meant to promote engagement (laughs) among Facebook people, like other people on Facebook. It's so funny to me. But I got to share why I joined because there have been some posts recently in the group that have really had me like sitting with these early days of newborn life. And there's, you know, some expecting moms in the group. Again, I just want to make it clear like no shame for them being in there like kudos to them because they have an abundance of resources at their fingertips for recommendations whether it's pediatricians or different products that they need or what like lactation consultants like whatever like I think I missed the boat here (laughs) um but in reading these posts and like of course wanting to be helpful to like a new mom like I you know would have hoped that someone would have been there for me um I've been like kind of sitting with this of like, oh, what, what were those first weeks like? Like, what did I really, what did I really need like over the past year? And to no surprise, it was not nearly as much as what I thought I was going to need. Um, and it's really had me think about like, gosh, those first weeks are just like, they are so incredibly special. Like they're so hard. (laughs) Do not get me wrong. And they are so special. And I remember just being surrounded by so much love and excitement. And on it, like just questioning if it was honestly a dream or like if this was really life. And I'm sure a lot of that was like some of the sleep deprivation and just like all the things happening and all the people. And it was just like, oh my goodness. But there I am so I am so glad that I have my camera will to look back on and videos to like relive. And, um, there's some things that I would love to cover in this episode as a little bit of a preview for moms who are expecting. Um, and then also just as like validation of like the challenges for moms who are in it. I know some moms who have really young little ones right now and, oh my goodness, you are not alone. Let me tell you. Um, so when we came home from the hospital, um, I think I've shared this a few different times before, but one of the really big things for me and what I believe was a huge influence on really the start of my postpartum experience, like immediate postpartum was my mom was there, um, when we came home from the hospital. And I will say it was, you know, no easy feat from the sense of she doesn't live 10 minutes down the road. You know what I mean? She's, I mean, yes, she is a car ride away, thankfully, but um, it's, you know, several hour car ride and it took a lot of planning, you know? She made sacrifices on her end. Um, She left a daughter, you know, who is still living at home to be with another daughter. And um, also, you know, the conversation of like having a mother-in-law stay with us for a solid week. Um, But I will tell you, there with such a level of nourishment received from being mothered while I was learning to mother because guys, yes, there is intuition. Sure. But like, what? Oh my God. I will never forget. This actually wasn't when my mom was in town. This is when my sister was in town, but Frankie seemed to be like kind of constipated. And I was like, oh, wait, Colin, I remember Megan and Rick got us like this gas, like this windy, whatever the frigate, the baby Frida thing, whatever it's called. Like I we, we can try using that and see if it works. But I was so scared to use it, you guys. Like put something up my daughter's butt. Like what? I don't even know if I should have done that, honestly, given how old she was. Like she was so little. Um again, this is not a doctor recommendation. i just sharing life experiences here. But I remember being so scared and being like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. And I like had, I literally woke up my sister, poor Val. (laughs) I was like dead asleep. She's here to be with us. Yes. But let's also like, she's away from her own children and probably thrilled to like get a little bit of sleep. And I was like, Val, Val, can you please help? Like Frankie's hysterically crying. Like, I don't know what's happening. (laughs) And I was just so, there was just so much that I didn't know. And like having, I still don't know, let's be real, but like having people around to help and to guide was just like, oh my God. It was, you know, it was like my mom bringing me breakfast upstairs. And I, yes, I did decide to rest as much as I could. Um, I tried following the five, five, five method. And that's where you're five days in bed, five days on bed, five days around bed. And selfishly, it was because I really wanted to go down the shore for my birthday. Like that has been a tradition for me. And that is what was going to nourish me. Reminder, we are all individuals here. There's no judgment. Um, and so I really prioritized resting as much as I could so I would feel up for and be ready to make that travel um, because that's what felt right for me and our family. And in doing so, I would stay upstairs as long as I could. And by could, I mean like ultimately, you know, I wanted to leave the bedroom Um I decided to go downstairs. And I I was um on the couch for the whole day, like literally sitting, laying on the couch. And then I would go back upstairs um, at night. And there just being able, I say that, being able to do that without feeling like an inconvenience to anyone, as ridiculous as that sounds. I'm literally saying this out loud, and I'm like, oh dear God, Chelsea. But it's true. Like As I feel like I always say this, but like as an Enneagram three and the oldest and a Leo, like I am a doer. It is truly a recipe for overachieving and to allow myself to honestly like mandate for myself this time of rest into receiving was very challenging for me, but there was something about it that made it easier coming from my mom and Colin, not just Colin, if that makes sense. Um, and I know that that's not always the case for people. Whether you know you have lost your mother, you are estranged, or um, you know the the distance is you just you can't do it at least for that time period. Whatever is going on, please know that I'm holding space for you. And there are other ways to receive support. Um, it doesn't just even have to be from a family member or a loved one or a neighbor. You can hire support. There are incredible postpartum doulas and people that would love to support a new mom. It's just being open to, you know, receiving and exchanging that energy. Um, but I, I highly suggest that. I think that was, that was crucial. And thank God she was there because I had, you know, challenges with recovery and, or so I thought, (laughs) you know, I was like in an ungodly level of discomfort. I did not expect to feel as sore as I did. Um, after, you know, day five, and which probably sounds hilarious because given my background with wellness and movement and things, like, you're typically not as sore <laughs> the, the day over the day after. Sometimes it's even, like, two days after. And after enduring, you know, everything that I did, like, no freaking wonder I was as sore as I was. But I was told I only had, like, a really small internal tear. And I thought that that was, like, woo-woo. Like cool like this is gonna be a breeze and like it wasn't like guys I still pushed for like two two and a half hours but I remember being like mom there is something wrong she's like okay it's all right you know like let's take a minute like let's kind of elevate your toe like all this stuff and I remember being like no mom you don't understand and I just felt like I don't know god bless Colin and I know I can tell him anything but it is it's different talking with another woman about this especially your mom like, what you're feeling and, like, not being embarrassed or, again, like, worry that they're gonna, like, no longer find you attractive. Um, <laughs> although I do like to believe Colin finds me more attractive after everything. Um, there, There's this piece of just, like, oh, okay, like, comfort. And, she was, like, helping me FaceTime my aunt. Like, she's getting the angle in the bathroom of, like, is, I'm like, Aunt Becky, is this normal? Like, she works for an OBGYN in Michigan. And she was like, yes, sweetie. Like, I can literally hear her voice in my head. Um, Oh, my God. And, you know, my mom ended up watching her and my stepdad and my youngest sister. At this point, they were in town, too, to pick her up and take her home. Um, God, I was so sad when she left. But they ended up watching Frankie when Colin took me to the OBGYN. Oh God, OBGYN to ultimately like get looked at because I was so nervous. Um just again with like all the discomfort, I was like, maybe something's wrong. Maybe I like popped a stitch. I don't know. They ultimately ended up telling me everything was too swollen and they couldn't really see, but like that this was totally normal. And I remember being like, Oh my god, you gotta be kidding me. But just appreciative that they listened to me advocating for myself. You know, I didn't I had a vaginal delivery. I was supposed to wait the six to eight weeks. And I will say, like, if you if you don't feel right like speak up truly speak up sooner than later you're the only person that's going to do it for yourself um and if anything it'll bring you peace of mind like i was at the end of the day although i was still like uncomfortable i was glad that i was like worried for nothing you know what i mean like it just put my mind at ease um but it's not even it wasn't even just like with me it was you know like we had frankie's like first 12 visit and i remember being at the doctor's office and them expressing concern about her her weight. And she hadn't lost any more weight from coming home from the hospital. She was actually at the same as when like the day we um, were released, but the pediatrician encouraged me to start pumping right away. And I didn't know, you know, it was just kind of like, okay, I come home and I was like, oh, I'd never opened up my pump. Like, okay. You know what? I was just so focused on being hopeful to nurse the whole time. And I didn't meet a lactation consultant right away. And it was a lot to be looking for all of the support, you know, and I couldn't even imagine doing that all without having support for myself and for Colin, you know, like him feeling comfortable to go to the gym, you know, again, to take care of himself, to fill his own cup or to go to the grocery store by himself to go walk Mac without, you know, like leaving me with a newborn. And I know that sounds so silly probably because like she's our daughter and like, of course, but those first few days, guys, it is like a whirlwind. Like there is you're so excited and you're so like, oh my goodness. Yes. And like, I was also so nervous, like so nervous. When we were in the hospital, I let those nurses change her diapers as long as I possibly could because I was like, oh my God, I don't want to hurt her. You know, like she's just, they're just so tiny. And oh my gosh, it's just, it's truly a time like no other. And I remember you know, my in-laws had come over and my sister, she ended up flying in, um, as I mentioned with the whole like butt situation, um, Colin's sister and her family came down and just, it was just so, so amazing just to feel like so loved on and supported. And it was a very slow few weeks, you know, like we were just, I don't know. I just remember just cozying up on the couch and like a lot of naps throughout the day and um good food. And of course, none that I thought to prep. <laughs> that was one thing I will definitely do differently. Um, God willing that there's another time. But it was just so much like, I don't know, it felt, it felt like fake. It really did. Like it reminded me of when we had just moved into our new home and We were like waking up and I was like, oh my God, like we, oh wait, I'm still here. Like, okay, this wasn't a dream. And it probably wasn't until around like week three, like maybe even like closer to week four after Colin had been back to work for about like a full week, that it actually started feeling real. You know, like we were back from the shore. Again, that was, felt fake because we were on vacation and we had like all this help and Um, just surrounded by all the family and it was like all exciting, you know, like with Frankie and stuff and it was just, okay, like now we're like home and with Colin being back to work, there was a sense of like routine, like, okay, this is our life. Let's start like kind of rooting in here. And I think even with that, like there was also a piece of a little bit of hesitation for me of I don't know, like I was as soon as Colin went back to work, it was so hard for me not to think about me going back to work, knowing that like oh my God, he's already back, okay, I'm like already like a third of the way through my maternity leave, and sure like i I you know of course, like I met up with my my girlfriends who live close by with like their little ones, I was so blessed to have friends who had kids right around frankie's age and Um, I would take her to like the little library for like the outdoor, like music thing, or we'd go to the park or, you know, like we, I like did stuff with her, but there wasn't this huge sense of like, I don't know, like exploration for, I guess I'll say like connection, which is so interesting because now in this phase of motherhood that I'm in, I don't know what I would do without that and i say that because you know as i'm thinking with these moms in this facebook group and you know they're like asking like what products and stuff that they need like sure i can rattle off like a few things like i would recommend like a little like organic me pillow or the docatot like whatever like have them be in um And I would suggest like my personal experience was like getting a portable pump because I pumped for 10 months, you know, thank goodness I had my lactation consultant to help me find the pump that I needed because I needed more of a medical grade and to show me how to use it. Um, and of course, you know, you're going to need like, I I preferred the Ergo Baby carrier because that was something that both Colin felt comfortable to use and me. And there was just like a few like staple things, right? And with that, I'm also like, but it's not just about the things. It's like finding people to support you through it. And I think, you know, when I was in the earlier days, again, I was kind of just looking at all of this as like a phase, right? Of like, okay, like I'll be home with her for this point in time. And then like, I'm going to be going back to work and, you know, like I don't know, like I just, there was this still like lingering sense, although I knew I was different, I was still anticipating myself to like ultimately like feel the same or like have the same needs or desires and wants. And I, in all honesty, did not realize how false that was until Frankie was turning a year. And I think it's because when I went back to work I was so blessed to have two other co workers who were pregnant at the same time as me. We were, thankfully, for our team, we were on different timelines. Um, I was the first to go out. But when I came back, I had, you know, another expecting mom who, like, she already had, you know, a son. This was her second. And she was there to, like, hold space for me as I was adjusting back into this, like, this new, way this new piece of me right and then when thankfully when she went out then the other one came back and it was like <laughs> I like always I always really had a mob friend that I I spent time with five days out of the week and not I don't want to make it seem as if like we weren't working like of course we were but there's something to be said about being just like having someone who's going through it with you like who understands, you know, if there's a 9 a.m. meeting, like, oh, God, you can just anticipate the type of morning that they may have had, you know, or the one who like a meeting is running over and it's past five or like maybe we didn't get to take a lunch or the kid's sick or, you know, you just like have someone who gets it. And I did not realize how much I perhaps took that and those ladies for granted. So Amy and Sherry, if you're listening, yes, I'm talking about you. Um, I did not realize how much I took that for granted because, or until I exited corporate. Because here I was right before Frankie's turning one, and I'm like, oh my God. Like, sure, I have my girlfriends and my sisters, you know, to text throughout the day. And like, my girlfriends, they live the closest to me. They're still each about like 30 minutes, but like, it was just very different. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I don't, it was just so different. And I remember thinking to myself, like, okay, well now I'm basically a full-time stay-at-home mom (laughs) and don't get me wrong. It's not that I don't love my daughter. I, I am perhaps like obsessed with her to the point in which like it's, I don't, I don't know if you, again, if you're listening, you more than likely have children and you get this, but it's like, I look at her sometimes and you guys, my heart could just like friggin' burst. Like, I'm just like, oh my God, I love you so much. It hurts. Um, and I also love my adult time. I was used to that. And I I wanted it, and I just remember thinking like, okay, it's summer, you know, maybe people will be kind of like out a little bit more. Like this could be a good time to put myself out there. I'm like just kind of entering into this new phase of you know postpartum of motherhood, and I joined the Facebook group, and I was like, hey guys, you know, my name is Chelsea. I have a daughter who is about to be one. And um, if you have a kiddo the same age, like. I, you know, I would like love to, to meet up, maybe have a play date. If you want to do something without the kids again, like honoring that, like we as human beings, like we're multidimensional, we need to fulfill all areas of health. Um, if you want to do something, like I love taking yoga, like at a local studio, like I would love to share like every class with you. We can meet up, or I would love to start like a Magnolia table supper club. And like, guys, I was like laughing, like who cares? Like, here I am just coming in. And I got to tell you, that post blew up, like blew up. And it's, I'm laughing because one of my friends who I've made through this group, through that post, always talks about it. She like will reference it. She started our book club and stuff. And she's like, oh my God, Chelsea, like what? Like that was insane. But it encouraged her to like take a step of courage of posting about book club. And like it's just now become like a thing. And it's like, I as I'm like looking at these posts and these women are just like asking, you know, what products I'm like, yes, there are products. But at the end of the day, like not only through the early days of motherhood, but like, as it continues, like, again, like we are forever, like once a mama, always a mama. Like we, I don't like, it is, it is a journey that is truly not meant to be traveled alone. And I am just as much as I look back and I'm like, oh my God, I cannot believe, you know, I like went against every ounce of my being to like join this group and put myself out there and like befriend and like therefore feel more connected through Facebook. I am so freaking glad that I did. I'm so glad. It's like, I, I just, I think at the end of the day, like, yes, there are staple things that we need. But when I look back on those first weeks, there is such a consistency To even now. And that is ultimately like feeling this sense of connection of like sharing the experience with others. And it's it's all hard. You know, I've shared that in other conversations. There's challenges from newborn days to, you know, the sleep regression at six months to the teething. It's just the, I'm sure I'm anticipating one day, the transition from the crib to the toddler bed, or you know, it's just there's so there's so much. And I have come to realize over the past, you know, six months, like how appreciative I am for have taken the step to put myself out there, to meet other women, to, in a sense, create this, this mom, like kind of support group, like in this, like we, like in, in the type of support group that like I wanted, you know, not like in your typical, like, we're going to meet in this space and we're just going to sit here and like complain kind of thing. It's, and I don't want to mean complain as in like you can't be honest and share how you're feeling, but just like, I don't know, like like like-minded women who like want to share in the experiences and also like learn and grow from each other and like do stuff together and just pour into their own cups so then they can fill into the cups of their families. And I think ultimately that really stemmed from the the one-offs that I experienced when I returned um, to work you know super early in my motherhood and it's it has been such a blessing to to have had those experiences and those conversations and I know you know my access to that isn't necessarily everyone's not everyone is returning to um, you know a job or a team that is understanding of of this which is, oh my God, don't even get me started. It's like, <laughs> it breaks my heart and it is such bullshit. Um, And also like the type of people that I was surrounded with, like not just as an employee level, but we were all coaches. So there was this, again, this ability to hold space for each other to share and to validate them. And also then though, to, to provide them with tools to help make the change. Right. And I think that was such a gift that was given to me from my colleagues um even those who weren't moms oh my gosh like my boss like the space that he could hold <laughs> um just truly impacted my whole experience and i you know have been in conversation with other people i would say especially of lee with um starting core care cultbaby and interacting with so many other moms who aren't in my typical sphere, like my anticipated sphere, like my, my group, like, you know, like my core group. And it's just, it, it's really made me realize how freaking blessed I am and like what an advantage me and my family are at for having have had those experiences again, like at the root of core care cultivates mission. Like I just, I want that for more moms. I do. I, I don't know. I just, I can't help, but want to take the experiences and the conversations and the unknown coaching esque of this podcast and want to just share it with literally every single person possible. Um, and so I'm fucking doing it. I'm doing it. And I am so excited to share that that is the pure essence of the Cultivate Crew. It is truly postpartum support like never before um, we are getting rid of the judgment. We are getting rid of packing the diaper bag. We are getting rid of the unrealistic advice because no, we cannot always sleep when the baby wants to sleep. And no, getting up earlier is not going to solve all of our problems. And I just, uh, moms need more of that, that daily access. You know, we need the tools to help us, not just in these like immediate moments of, the colic or, you know, the tantrums or just, oh my God, the pure overwhelm of just like all the things to do. But we need things to help us get through these perspectives to help us in day to day, like beyond the immediate postpartum period. Um, You know, I was, again, I feel like I was so incredibly blessed to have the support that was like, a little bit of like the woo and the vulnerability with like the tactical advice and you know the ability to like laugh and cry together. And oh, I just I I I now want to pay it forward and hold that space for other mamas because as I've shared before, I believe that the health and happiness truly resides in the mothers, right? Because if we have a well nourished mom, we have a well-nourished child and we have a well-nourished family and those well-nourished families pour out into the communities and it continues and it continues. And that is the ripple effect. So I invite you to join us on February 13th for the kickoff of the first Cultivate Crew. It is a 12 week container where we will have weekly meetups. I'm calling them mama meetups because how freaking cute is that? And there is Of course, because I can't help myself, bonus content throughout to help support you when we are not together. There's also an accountability group where through Voxer, you will get daily love notes um, from me, from other moms. There will just be access to be able to ask questions and just be super, oh my goodness, just loved on and the ability to love on others. You can check out all of the information on the website. I will drop the link in the show notes again, it is a postpartum group like no other before, I would be so, so, so honored to pay forward the mothering that I received from others onto you or to your loved ones. And I got to say, while I had no idea when I started that group, nor when I decided to Honestly, start Quark care Cultivate or this podcast or any of it, I had no idea that this is what it was going to lead to, that these conversations that I have had both with guests on the show, with people offline about the show, you know, everything that I have learned about being in a larger community with others, other moms, you know, I just, it feels so right in my bones, like to the depths of me to be rolling this out there. And I am so freaking excited to like actually to just have a shared space with you. Like not just in this one-way communication because let's be real. I know it feels like we know each other, but like let's like really know each other. Like I want to talk with you. I want to help you personally. And I just, oh, you guys, I'm just so excited to, to just present this invitation and to truly, truly, truly tell you, it is time to cultivate. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode on the Cultivate with Chelsea podcast. If you're inspired by this conversation to help yourself or another mama prepare for life after birth, my number one postpartum planning resource is now available. Check out the link in the show notes for more information. New Mamahood is truly a journey, and I'm so appreciative to be on it with you. Until next week, with care, Chelsea.